I love Christmas so much. I've been thinking this week, um, or actually really today, uh, does Christmas bring out the best in us or the worst? Um, in some ways, this brings out the best in us, right? Because uh, we get to buy gifts, and hopefully that makes us and forces us to think about others and what they mean to us. Hopefully forces us into a place of gratitude. Also, it can bring out the worst in me. Uh, I feel rushed, and when I feel rushed, I'm not at my kindest. Uh, and so uh, this time of year just has that effect uh, um, on me, and, and, and I, fight, I fight it. I, every year I find myself fighting, trying, like, this should be the best of me. And then the way that I found, the only way I found to really work on that in my heart is to constantly be refocusing on this story. Uh, this amazing, amazing story. Uh, we have uh, in scripture, uh, we have what's called the gospels. There's these four gospels. Uh, Matthew, Mark uh, wrote Luke wrote one, and this guy named John wrote one. And we call them the Gospels because they tell the story of Jesus, but they don't just tell the story of Jesus. They also are making a point. Uh, This Jesus, you could read a biography uh, of anyone. I'm reading Dave Grohl's right now, uh, and I suspect when I get to the end of Dave Grohl's biography, I will not be forced to make a choice. But when you get to the end of the Gospels, this Jesus that is presented and what he's done, it it forces us to make a decision about who he is. Is he who he says he is or is he not? And as uh, C.S. Lewis said, (laughs) uh, if he is who he says he is, if he's not who he says he is, if he he didn't come and he didn't, if he's not God, man, that came and died and rose again, then why would you listen to anything he said? Nothing could be of less importance. But if he did, nothing could be of more importance. The only reaction you can't have to Jesus is one of indifference. And so this is the story. And so this morning we celebrate. Uh, Matthew and, and Luke both give us uh, versions. I, I want to read you uh, of Jesus' birth. I want to read you uh, Matthew's. Uh, this starts in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. And this is where Jesus came from. That's what the Gospels kind of are trying to show us. Where did Jesus come from and what did he have to say and what did he do? So this is where Jesus came from. This is the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, so it's that legal situation. It's like Think of an engagement but legal, with legal implications. Uh, Betrothed to Joseph, uh, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man, unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from the sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. This is an amazing story because we go, the story goes on to tell us that Mary and Joseph are not, um, they're not wealthy. We know this from the sacrifice that they offered. Uh, they had very little uh, when they come to the temple to sacrifice. Uh, we know that they were poor, that we know that uh, when they arrived, uh, in, Luke tells us when they arrived uh, in Bethlehem, that 
There wasn't a place for them to stay, and they had to stay in, in, in a poor a place that poor people would stay. The fact that God would come into the world this way is amazing, because if we're trying to figure out who this Jesus is, it matters where you look for him. We have this book. There's a lot of kids here this morning. Good for you getting them. This. Uh, it's called The King of Christmas, and I just want to read it to you, because, you know, you guys are doing so good. Uh, it's a really good story. Uh, so here it is. It says, uh, the star of the king of Christmas, where will we find him? The heavens where the star shines, is the king of Christmas there? No. The sky where the birds fly, is the king of Christmas there? No. The waters where the fish swim, is the king of Christmas there? No. The fields where the beasts roam, is the king of Christmas there? No. The tables where the rich eat, is the king of Christmas there? No. The thrones where the mighty sit, is the king of Christmas there? No. The fort where the soldiers wait, The king of Christmas there? No. The market where the merchants sell. Is the king of Christmas there? No. The temple where the scribes teach. Is the king of Christmas there? No. The star of the king of Christmas. Where will we find him? The manger where animals eat? Is the king of Christmas there? Yes. The cross where criminals die. Is the king of Christmas there? Yes. The grave where his body was laid? Is the king of Christmas there? No. The word where he promised to be found? Is the king of Christmas there? Yes. Jesus is the king of Christmas. Where, you, where his word and name are, you will find him too. King of Christmas, a Christmas prayer. It says this, it says, in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, a child is born to us, a son is given, all kings will bow before him, all nations will serve him, he will rescue the poor when they cry to him, he will help the oppressed who have no one to defend them, this is my only comfort in my trouble, for your word has given me life. This is where we look for Jesus. This is where we look for him, this is where he tells us about him, the story about how he was born to this poor couple. It's a beautiful, beautiful origin story. But here's an interesting thing. Actually, before Matthew tells us that Jesus came into the world through Mary and Joseph, he actually gives us a a little background to even that. Uh, Stay with me. It says this at the very beginning of Matthew's gospel. A weird way, I think, to start a book. But he says this. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Is he really going to read to us a genealogy on Christmas? Yes, I am. Abraham was the father of Isaac, 
And Isaac was the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, and Judah the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar, Perez the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Amminadab, and Amminadab the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, and Salmon the father of Boaz by Rahab. And Boaz, the father of Obed, by Ruth. And Obed, the father of Jesse. Jesse, the father of David, the king. And David was the father of Solomon, by the wife of Uriah. And the Solomon of the father Rehoboam. And Rehoboam, the father of Abijah. And Abijah, the father of Asaph. And Asaph, the father of Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat, the father of Joram. Joram, the father of Uzziah. Uzziah, the father of Jotham. Jotham, the father of Ahaz. And Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah, the father of Manasseh. Manasseh, the father of Amos. Amos, the father of Josiah, Josiah, the father of Jehoiakim, and his brothers at the time of the deportation to Babylon. After the deportation to Babylon, uh, Jehoiakim was the father of Shiziel and and uh, Shiltiel, the father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel, the father of Abiad, Abiad, the father of Eliakim, and Eliakim, the father of Azor, Azor, the father of Zadok, Zadok, the father of Achim, and Achim, the father of Eliad. Eliad, the father of Eleazar, and Eleazar, the father of Mathen. Mathen, the father of Jacob. Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations. And from David, the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations. And from the deportation to Babylon to Christ, 14 generations. This fascinates me. One, why would you start a book that way? I mean, how many people would like get past this? Like, I don't think this book is for me. But he starts this way because he's trying to say something. At the most obvious, what he's trying to say is this Jesus, if you're wondering who he is, it didn't start with just Mary and Joseph. It started a long, long time ago. This, this story of Jesus started so long ago. Do you guys remember Abraham where it started? The promises that were made to him, the promises made to Abraham, they're fulfilled in this Jesus. Hey, you remember the promises made to David? That, that there would always be a king on the throne to Abraham that all of the earth would be blessed him? Do you remember this? This was God's plan before Mary and Joseph. It was God's plan to bring Jesus in the world when he promised Abraham that he would bless the world, when he promised David that he would always have a ruler on the king. It was all leading up to this. This plan has been in the works for a very, very long time. I love that. I love Jesus coming into the world wasn't something that was just decided. God didn't look around and go, I got to do something. I guess I better, I, I, best, I guess I better come as a child. No, it was something that was designed. We didn't see it coming. What an amazing gift. I don't think anybody could have seen the level of grace, the level of humility, the level of condescension to come down to pursue us in this way. But it was not a last minute, last ditch effort to save us. It was the plan since Abraham. As a matter of fact, John says, John writes this. He starts his gospel this way. He goes way back. In the beginning. Both of these guys, by the way, are using a word that means Genesis, but we'll keep moving. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. When David, we start, when John begins to describe where Jesus comes from, he goes back to the very beginning, before minutes and seconds were a thing. And says that Jesus was always there. The plan to bring salvation into the world through Jesus goes back to the very beginning. Here's why I want you to know that this morning. 
I don't know where you're at. If you're, so let's, let's say this. Let's say you look around and you worry about the state of the world. Or you look at your kids and, or your family and you, and, you, and you wonder about the state of the world. Or maybe you're in a place where you're at struggling and you're at a loss and you wonder how any of this can be part of God's plan. The last week has been bad. The last month has been bad. The last year has been bad. The last 10 years have been bad. Here's what I need you to know. From the beginning of time, God planned to send Jesus to save you. He's not forgotten about you. This plan has been in the work to save humanity, to save you through faith in Jesus Christ, was the plan from the beginning. It wasn't a last-ditch effort. There wasn't another plan. This was the plan, that God would become flesh and dwell among us and fulfill his promise, fulfill his commitment to, through humanity, rule the whole world. What an amazing, amazing thing to deal with the darkness in this way. A child that is approachable, a child that was born in poverty, a a child that anyone who seeks can find. What an amazing gift it is at Christmas. What a blessing that he has pursued us in this way. Not just us, you specifically. Wherever you're at, the king of glory pursued you in a baby who grew up to die for our sins, to raise again, who is now sitting at the right hand of God, and we long for him to come again. This is an amazing, amazing story. I, every year I think i got to figure out something new to say, and that's a stupid idea, because this is the best idea. This is God's plan. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you so much for the gift of Jesus. I thank you so much for the gift of your church. You are good. You are king. You are the king of kings and the lord of lords. You are the child that came, or sorry, you are God that came as a child, entered into the story that you authored, that we might have hope, that we might have reason, that we might have forgiveness, that the darkness outside and the darkness within, Christmas tells us that the darkness will not win. It does not have the final say. So this morning we celebrate the victory, the victory accomplished in Christ. What an amazing, amazing thing. It's the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.